Hello, hello and welcome everybody to another episode of the Cricket Slouch. Today I have Sandeep back with me after a hiatus of God knows how many weeks. Uh, poor chap had been enjoying his holiday overseas with his family and now he's back and because of that I have punished him into joining me for a cricket discussion. Uh, today we are going to talk about ODI cricket and everybody seems to be talking about ODI cricket at the moment so we thought, you know what, let's join this bandwagon. So, in a nutshell, we are going to talk about the relevance and importance of one-day cricket, especially outside the big three or four, and what it brings to the table, the sort of skill set you need to be successful in ODI cricket, and what it means to associate countries and other established ODI countries who don't get a lot of exposure. So please sit back, enjoy, grab a cup of coffee or any of your favorite beverages, and enjoy the ride with us. Let's move on. Hey, hello, Sandeep. Oh, hi. How are you? Yeah, good, good. Thank you. So back from your holiday, how does it feel? Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's, I mean, it was a nice holiday. It was the first time I went after three years, so it was good to catch up on people. So. Yeah, it's been yeah. a while, isn't it? Especially with COVID limiting international travel. Yeah. Um, people haven't been around to see friends and family and That's other right. loved ones. Yeah. Yeah. I hope you had a nice time. Yeah, it was brilliant. Yeah. 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 Now, coming back to cricket. Um, have you watched any games recently? Uh, well, I watched the Commonwealth one yesterday. <laughs> oh, it was pretty good, wasn't it? Yeah, it, it was, was it really was, good. Yeah. I, I couldn't watch it on TV because, you know, my uh, Foxtel box has gone and everything else. Uh, yeah. And it wasn't being streamed anywhere outside the BBC, I suppose. So, yeah, I yeah. couldn't get to watch it. But I was following yeah. the ball-by-ball -ball commentary and uh, yeah. looked like an absolute cracker of a game. It was, yes. Yeah, now, quite nail-biting nail finish. Yeah, and, and, and yeah. you actually watched this live. You watched yeah. a few of the World Cup games as well, just as I did. Yeah. Did you notice any difference in the approach of the players, the tactics or something? Because I get this impression that, you know, this is now, it feels like a different squad, even though it's only yeah. a couple of players who are, who have changed from the uh, World Cup earlier this year. Yeah. Yeah, I think, I mean, yesterday Smriti Mandana surprisingly played a great knock, actually. She, she was quite aggressive from the start. Mm. Uh, and she got a 61 of 32 deliveries, didn't she? So uh, that was a good one. Uh, but the, I mean, the batting was quite reasonable. Um, uh, but I think the way they got back into the match, uh, getting the three runouts in the end, uh, that was very crucial um, uh, for India's uh, victory. So on the field, I think they have uh, improved quite a bit. Uh, yeah, I think it's to, those yeah. two two main changes. A, the approach yeah. in batting, especially power play overs yeah. at the beginning, and uh, yes. on the field. Yeah. Yeah, and I think what yeah, makes it even that... more commendable is basically that yeah. in the last over, India only had uh, three fielders outside the circle. Yeah. And Catherine Brunt That's... is, you know, she she is a very good hitter of the ball. But despite mm -hmm. that, England couldn't manage to get those uh, 10, was it 15 runs that they needed? That's right. Yeah, I think um, also Natalie Skyver's run out was quite crucial as well. Yeah, Sivas' run out was very crucial. Yeah, 
yeah. Yeah. So she so was that, holding that, that innings together for England. So even though they were a little bit behind on, on the run yeah. rate after the first two wickets, because uh, Dunkley yeah. and Danny Wyatt, they, they started really well. They did. Yeah, I think they were scoring yeah. at something like nine nine runs and over, eight runs and over to start. Yes, they did. In fact, in the last four hours, they needed only 30 runs or something. Yeah. So uh, it was mm. great. It was pretty good. And great fielding, yeah. Yeah. Now, I, I think... <laughs> I, I think the they could be look. I, I'm not expecting Australia to lose in the final, but no, uh, Australia have had no. a pretty good run recently. Law yeah. of averages will catch up with them at some stage, and they'll lose the odd one. Yeah. And given how close, uh, you know, New Zealand came yesterday to beating yeah. Australia, and I think I during Australia's first match against India as well. You never know. You know, they they yeah they could think lose that, one. Yeah, I think the tweet tweet twenty format uh, give rise to surprises every now and then. Exactly, so, exactly. Yeah, so, yeah. so you can't you can't say there is no chance at all. So no, and uh, Renuka yeah. Singh, she's been a good find for the Indian squad, uh, bowling mm-hmm. really well, especially those wickets up in the power play overs. Yeah, well, now we'll see. I'm keeping fingers crossed. I think it's uh, eight o'clock start in. Is it eight o'clock Australian time? India says five p.m. Birmingham. So, ah, uh, so it'll be about ooh, five p.m. That is seven oh, nine hours after a, that. Yeah, two a.m. in the morning. Two a.m. Yeah. Yeah, I'll be in dreamland. <laughs> I'll be sending good vibes. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, <laughs> now, what else have you been catching up with? You remember how uh, last time we slagged off Sri Lanka and then Sri Lanka won their respective test matches. Then we slagged off Bangladesh and Bangladesh won their one-day series. Uh, yeah. I think we slagged off some someone else. Oh, uh, Rishabh Pant and how you know he wasn't consistent <laughs> enough. And then you know he played like so many crucial knocks against uh, mm-hmm. England and West Indies, including that hundred. Yeah. Um, I think this is a new technique that we have uncovered that if we want somebody to do well i think we should slack them off first <laughs> yeah absolutely so that, so that, that they can come back in form again yeah so we like south africa then <laughs> um oh yeah good point but i think more than south africa i think i would want to slack Kohli off a little bit so that you know, he does something yeah true <laughs> but, you know he's going to be in the squad no matter what yeah uh, so we might as well sprinkle our little magic and uh, bring yeah. him back to form yeah, why not? <laughs> yeah, so I ate so much humble pie over the last month. Uh, I think I must have gained five kilos just because of that. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, yeah, I watched the Sri Lanka Pakistan series uh, when I was in. It India, was a actually, good series, so. wasn't it? It was. It was. Yeah. Uh, I think first of all, it was good on the part of both Australia and uh, Pakistan to visit Sri Lanka. Right. I mean, despite the political turmoil that's going yeah. on there. Uh, especially in the past, if you see Australia uh, would withdraw at the slightest hint of trouble, uh, mm. like in the 1996 World Cup when they refused well, to visit twice. They, they have done yeah. that twice, and I suppose That's you right. know, of all the teams, Pakistan would understand the importance of that, given how many years yeah. they have lost uh, yeah. <laughs> because other teams haven't been willing to visit uh, uh, Pakistan. Exactly. And this year, Australia visited both Pakistan and Sri Lanka, so that's yeah. great of them. Actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I didn't get to watch most of the matches live, partly because of yeah. partly because of timing, things like that. But I did yeah. watch highlights uh, pretty much whenever I could. 
Yeah. And I was really impressed by the new bowler, Prabhat Jayasurya, the left-armer. Prabhat Jayasurya, yeah. I mean, seriously. Yeah, yeah, it's quite interesting. I mean, he's 30-year-old, he's Prabhat mm. Jayasurya. He's no youngster. Yeah. Um, and the only reason he played in the match against Australia was because Sri Lanka was hit with COVID. Uh, so yeah. that's the reason he got to play. Yeah. Uh, and uh, he got what thirty wickets and three test yeah, matches. Absolutely, I think four or five wicket hauls, which is yeah. great going. Uh, uh, and I watched him. I mean, he's he's got quite good control and mm. bowls excellent lengths. Um, and it's his, not just the the wickets, you know. It's basically whose wickets he has got as well. That's right. Yes. I think yeah. he got Barbarism three times. Yes, he did. Yeah. Then um, I think he got Smith and Labuschagne, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, he, he did actually. Yes. So, yeah, I mean he's got good variations. Uh, the ball, well disguised ball that straightens. Uh, mm. So yeah, he's a very good find. I mean, yeah. uh, you know how Herath was for a long time. Exactly you know, the sort of mainstay of Sri Lankan bowling, especially yes. in Sri Lanka. Uh, yeah. I think Prabhat Jayasurya is a better bowler than Herath because he has got a few other variations that Herath didn't have. Yeah, that's right. Uh, yeah, I mean, Sri Lanka have not had a good match-winning bowler since Herath has gone. Isn't mm. it? So I think Prabhat would fill the shoes, hopefully. Yeah. At least in the subcontinent, I would expect him to be uh, yeah, forced yeah. to get a contract. Yeah. No, and you're uh, right. I think it was partly because of a couple of players who yeah. were struck down because of COVID that uh, this chap got his chance. Yeah, and, absolutely. Um, yeah. You know, he's just grabbed it with both hands. He did. And, and probably a couple of legs too. Yeah, and he's 30 years old. I mean, probably yeah. he didn't have any godfathers in Sri Lanka. Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> Looks like it. Because we, <laughs> yeah. we, we know Sri Lanka's selection is not exactly the yeah. most you know meritocratic uh, selection. Yeah, yeah. Although, I mean, Rangana Herath uh, also started his career quite late, didn't he? He so, did. Yeah, he did. Uh, because I think he was, he was, what, 29 as well when he started? That's right. So, yeah. So, and he ended up with 400 plus wickets in test cricket. So, mm. why not? Prabhat um, can have a yeah. good career of six, seven years at least, I would imagine. But better late than never, as they say. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, no, well done. Well done to Sri Lanka. Well done to Bangladesh. Yeah. Uh, Zimbabwe yeah. apparently beat Bangladesh. They did. After nine years. Yeah. Right? Wow. And <laughs> I'm surprised that Sikandar Raza is still playing. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I mean, this, this guy, he yeah. started uh, playing, what, 2013, 2012, I think? Right. Something like that. And, yeah, uh, yeah he's uh, still going on. Wow. <laughs> I mean, that, yeah, that I is some degree of commitment. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I lose track of who is in and who is out of Zimbabwe team. So I know. Is, I mean, look, they, yeah. they do have a few good players. And yeah. you know, it's basically the same names that you saw again and again. You saw Sean Irvine, yeah. you saw Hamilton, Masakatsa. Um, like, like you said, you know, because they haven't been playing that much, then they went through suspension as well. They did, yes. So they lost out on cricket then, and they sort of keep flitting mm -hmm. in and out. You know, none of the major teams have gone to Zimbabwe recently, so coverage yeah. in most um, common outlets has not been as prolific as it would have uh, before that. Yeah, true. So, yeah. Yeah, but they won the T20 series, and 
No, they've won the one-day match as well as they did. The, yeah, the no, it's pretty them. good. Yeah. It is. Yeah. It is good for them. And I think you know, yeah. outside. The, so this is one thing that I've noticed recently. Like outside your India, England, Australia, and yeah. so let's say New Zealand as well, right? Yeah. Most of the others have been forced to play more cricket amongst themselves. Yeah. And they have thrown up more competitive close matches than the four or five big teams. Absolutely. Yeah. In fact, yeah. I mean, pa- Pakistan Sri Lanka was a close series, wasn't it? And, it was. Yeah. Uh, West Indies and Bangladesh. Other. I mean, it was a strange series. Was West Indies, mm. Bangladesh, yeah. West Indies dominating the tests at yeah. T20s and yeah. Bangladesh. I mean, if you look at it this way, then <laughs> Ireland recently ran yeah. New Zealand pretty close. Yeah. Uh, Netherlands ran New Zealand, you know, to close almost. No, it's been yeah, it's been good. Yeah, it's a, yeah, and and it's not just been the T20s where they have sort of been able to match them. It's mostly been in the one-day games. One day, yes, that's right, yeah. Yeah, and that actually, you know, surprises me as to why there are these calls for the one-day format to be scrapped. <laughs> well, where, where exactly is it? I mean, Tamim Iqbal yesterday was saying it is, this is the format that he enjoys the most. So... Mm-hmm. So there is support for ODI yeah. cricket as well. So and, you know, to be fair, like there was, what there were some people murmuring about it, but it looks yeah. like it just gained a lot more traction ever since Ben Stokes announced his retirement from the One Day Game. I, I, I mean, sometimes I mean, I, I mean, if you look back over the years, I mean, what are the most memorable One Day matches that you remember? Oh, um, quite quite a lot. Well, I'll, yeah. I'll start with Operation Desert Storm. You know, such as between hundreds, the Hero Cup uh, semi-final in which again Sachin bowled that last over. Yes, uh, Kumble's exploits against the West Indies in the final of the Hero Cup. Hero Cup, yes. Um, India Australia at Bangalore in tight uh, in the Titan Trophy. Um, yeah. South Africa Australia in the ODI World Cup semi-final. Yes. So, you know, most of these games are pretty much ODI games that I remember. I mean, T20s, a few of them have been closed. But I think you kind of take it for granted that because of the inherent nature of that format, you'll always get closed games. Whereas in one days, you know, you still have that margin where you have to apply your skill and everything is not just slam bang. I mean, I I will admit there was a time when I had got really sick and tired of one day games because all cricket boards were just laying out really flat decks and it was just favoring the batters quite heavily. Now that bowlers have got a little bit more say, you know, the attraction of one day games has got got a little bit better. Yeah. I mean, if you look at the India England test series, Mm -hmm. uh, that red ball didn't do much, but then start the one day games in the T twenties and that white ball was swinging. I know it was. Yeah. And as soon as it started swinging, you know, most of those uh, English batters, you know, they, they were just uh, completely yeah. dumbfounded. Yeah, especially the first one where Bumrah <laughs> ran through them. I mean, that was... Yeah, amazing, there was that game. Yeah. And then there yeah. was Bhuvnesh Kumar in the T20s as yeah. well. Yeah. But but all those memorable one-day matches that you mentioned, I mean, they were all part of a multi-nation tournament, isn't it? Yes. So I think there are a lot of bilateral series, meaningless ones that were played. Uh, oh, yeah. I mean, you just have uh, to go back six months. West Indies played yeah. England in West Indies and then flew yeah. to India for a meaningless bilateral series. I know. 
which uh, does not are, include test matches at all. Yeah. I think those are the ones that have made people think that ODI is probably a redundant sort of format. But mm, I don't know. Uh, I think it's just media bites after yeah. Stokes' retirement. <laughs> no, seriously, because until then, everybody was happy playing ODIs. Yes. Right? ODIs yeah. has been the format since 2015, which has revived England's cricket fortune. Exactly. And that yeah. then led on to their success in the T20 game because they used the similar yeah. template. Yeah, and now they're using the same template in tests, which is why yeah. you know they won. Well, partly a, a reason yeah. why they won the recent series against New Zealand and the test match against India. Yeah, but then you know that same attacking template didn't uh, you know come to their rescue in the white balls because they lost yeah. the series uh, to South Africa as well the other day, the T20s. Yes. Yeah, I mean, and bilateral series still has a lot of meaning for the associate teams, mm. isn't it? I mean, absolutely. Uh, Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, most of these countries, because they don't have test status, yeah. you know, to find out who actually is a good player, you yeah. have to see them over a period of time. And T20 just does not give you that opportunity because, no. again, it's it's just the nature of that format. Yeah. And uh, qualifying for the World Cup is probably yeah. the highest achievement for them. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think the ICC could have done better to sell this uh, ICC Super League tournament. That, I mean, the, not many people are even aware of what's going on, really, is it? So, no, but then this, yeah, but then they scrapped it as well, isn't it? When you don't get that support from the powers that be, yeah. Now, you still there? Hello? Probably lost connection. Oh, welcome back. Oh, can you hear me now? Much better. But actually, I can't hear you. La la that time I couldn't hear you at all. <laughs> yeah. Strange. I don't know what happened there. <laughs> don't know. No, so I was saying it's basically like if the hierarchy doesn't, you know, pay attention to these things, yeah. and then, you know, individual boards will just do whatever they want. Also, <laughs> you know, since they had the ODI Super League, at least it's provided an incentive for those teams to actually put some effort into preparing for the one-day games and uh, to sort of try and win because those points then went towards World Cup qualification. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, so now with that scrapped, there's no incentive whatsoever, isn't there? No, absolutely not. Plus so... for players, and I don't blame the players because... You know, they will want to maximize their effort and T20 gives them more bang, or actually more buck for their bang. Yeah. yeah so I it's quite that... natural. Yeah. I mean, yeah. if you if you look, if you if we go back to Kerry Packer days, mm -hmm. right, there were probably similar arguments that were made against uh, ODI cricket and these uh, Commonwealth Bank series or, or, or the Kerry Packers uh, tournaments that this would then be the death of international cricket and people would just play for money and this and that. And you kind of yeah. think, who plays sport anymore just for the passion of playing sport? Yeah. Because, you know, well, if you're I... really that good at a particular sport or music yeah. or art mm -hmm. or literature, anything, yeah, wouldn't you want to monetize your talent? Yeah, I think it's just like any other field, isn't it? So, yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. I mean, interesting that ben, ben Stokes did not retire from T20, isn't it? Exactly. And I think yeah, ODI so. is the format probably better suited for his style of play yeah, rather indeed. than T20. Because l- l- let's face it, his economy has never been his best uh, selling point for bowling. No. You know, it's always been that, that ability to get wickets. But then again, you kind of think Shadul Taco gets wickets as well. So, you know, yeah, no big deal. That's right. Yeah. 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 Well, but <laughs> big bucks are there in T20. So why are exactly. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, who's to say that later on, some guy with truck full of money comes along and says, you know what? I don't want to start a T20 league. I want to start an ODI league. Uh, in yeah. fact, I want to start a multi nation ODI league and yeah. you know they might contract five or six boards mm-hmm. uh, India has enough money so they won't take part in that but say maybe yeah. they get South Africa West Indies Sri Lanka Pakistan Afghanistan Bangladesh you know and they probably throw in some of the top associate countries like UAE and they get uh, let's say maybe they get uh, well, who's better about the uh, Namibia Netherlands but Netherlands actually has full T20 uh, ODI status. Let's say some yeah. of those teams. Yeah. And they go, you know what? We've got 10 teams. We'll split them into yeah. two groups. Let's see you guys fight, not just for cash, but for yeah. the bragging rights of saying you won a particular tournament. Isn't it? I'm sure a lot, lot more people would be interested in ODIs than yeah. isn't it? So. <laughs> no, true. And, uh, you know, if you have listened to a few of uh, Jared Kimber's, uh, not, uh, yeah, the wagon wheel episodes. And whenever people yes. ask about revenue streams, he always yeah. says that ODIs make the boards more money than T20s do because it lasts mm-hmm. a whole day. That's about seven and a half, eight hours worth oh, yeah. of yeah. Our advertising time as well. So I, I don't think the cricket nations will give up ODIs entirely. No, I don't think so. No. Yeah. And no. if if you if I were a board official. I would want to make sure that, okay, if my big names, let's say uh, Kohli, Rahul, Rohit, don't want to play ODIs, that's fine. I've got a bunch of youngsters who are starting to knock on the door and I might give them a go. I mean, then you could get people like Samjo Samson in. You could get somebody like, uh, uh, what's that guy? Uh, Tilak Varma in, for example. Or mm-hmm. you could get uh, Deepak Huda in ODIs and test him out. I mean, I don't. I don't think ODI will disappear. I mean, uh, the World <laughs> Cup is still World Cup is exactly. still there. So the World uh, Cup is still there, and the World Cup is yeah. still big money. What yeah. they need to do is they mm. probably need to condense that World Cup into a three-week affair instead of a six-week one. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. IPL is rumored to go beyond two months. I think in the next couple of years. Uh, that's ridiculous, sister. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you but want like, to make these leagues attractive, yeah. then, yeah, okay, you need to maximize your coverage and this and that, but there's nothing mm. wrong in having two games scheduled every day. They don't That's even have to be at the same time. Yeah. In fact, they can have 12 teams and finish it in one month, actually. Correct. The way and if you look at it, given the brand loyalty that the IPL has generated among spectators, mm. if you're a Bangalore fan and say Bangalore is playing a game and then against say Delhi for example and then Chennai is playing another game versus Bombay. Now for a neutral spectator both of them are major clashes but as a Bangalore fan you're going to say hey I'm going to watch this Bangalore game I don't care about the other one. Yeah that's right and there is no reason why two matches cannot happen at the same time as well isn't it so 
And yeah. it's the same thing with uh, the, the ODI World Cup as well. You know, one of the, the mm. arguments they said against expanding was, oh, you know, if we have more teams, that would mean it will be more matches and then, yeah. you know, it just drags on. Yeah. Well, have two games in a day. Yeah. Um, one of them a day game and the other one a day night game. Yeah. They had two two matches in a day in 1983 and 1987. So yeah. why not now? <laughs> yeah. No, exactly. <laughs> Uh, and the other thing they could do is, especially with the way broadcasting is being changed and with streaming becoming more yeah. and more uh, popular, especially for yeah. overseas markets, yeah. people can be allowed to choose which match they watch. I mean, I often flick channels just to watch both games simultaneously if there are two yeah, games Yeah, that's playing. true. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, if you, if you look at it this way, if Australia, England are playing a series in England and say India, South Africa are playing a series in South Africa. Mm-hmm more or less that they clash in terms of uh, time zones. So the yeah. broadcast is roughly during similar hours. Right? So, yeah. And a lot of people will watch one or the other. Some people might yeah. watch actually both the games if they have time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you know, you, you don't hear boards complaining, oh, we can't hold this game today because, you know, those guys are having their, you know, like if your neighbor has a party in their house, you're not yeah. going to cancel your barbecue, are you? Because that fellow's got <laughs> no. guests coming over. Exactly. Right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I, I just don't understand this argument that, you know, no. and okay, admittedly, I'll admit that, um, you know, if you're an organizer of a tournament, you'd want to stretch out revenue for as many games as you can, because you don't want them to cannibalize each other. But sometimes, you know, that small adjustment, that small sacrifice actually yeah. yields better results in the longer term. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I mean, where was India financially in cricket before 1985? Hardly no. anyway. Nobody paid India no. any attention. No. But because India was still a member and because they continued to play cricket, they got better at it to an extent where yeah. they could get mm-hmm. more fans. Yeah. And that's where the revenue, you know, just absolutely ballooned up. And yeah. now India has got a major voice in uh, cricketing decisions. Yes. In fact, in, in, Indians are the most uh, Indian fans. They watch almost any, any cricket, isn't it? Not just played by yeah. India. I know a lot of people yeah. who just watch cricket. They don't care who it is. They'll just watch no. cricket. So even they, they are funding the English-Australia cricket matches as well, actually, mm-hmm. Indian fans. So. Yeah, I, I go to a lot of neutral ones. Yeah, absolutely. Well, when I say neutral, I mean, I'm the neutral person there. <laughs> <laughs> so no, that, that was that. But I, I just don't understand this because... You know, the first I heard about this, like after Ben Stokes retired, I really didn't pay much attention to what was happening. But then ESPN Cricket for Stump Mike, that that podcast did an episode, I think last week or the one before that, focusing specifically on, you know, the viability of ODI cricket. And it seems that everybody has picked up on that because there's somebody on Wagon Wheel asking that question. Uh, Moin Ali has come up with a statement now saying ODI is not viable. Yeah, well, there are plenty of people, isn't it? Yeah. Jadeja, Ashwin, yeah, uh, Ajay, Ajay Jadeja, uh, Ashwin, yeah. and uh, yeah. Ravi Shastri as well. Ravi Shastri said it should be reduced to 40 hours or something like that. Which... Yeah, but that's what they did in the Gillette Cup in English counties, yeah. remember? Yeah, and then there used yeah. to be a 50 over or a 55 over Sunday league game as well. Yes, cricketers played more cricket back then than they do now, especially elite uh, level uh, players. Yeah. Right. So when yeah. these people also say it's too much cricket, I, I don't yeah. buy that argument either because, you know, back-to-back test matches can be more draining. 
yes. because you're putting in that effort over a five-day period and you could be batting for a day, day and a half. You could be bowling for two whole days. Whereas yes. in ODI cricket, you know that it's okay, this is just 50 overs. Yeah. Now, contrastingly, T20 is a much shorter game, but then mm-hmm. you have more T20 matches, especially if you're playing T20 leagues. Yes. And you're traveling between many different venues and on the third day you have a, th- a second game. Yes. I think in the West Indies, it's even more difficult because their matches start relatively late. They finish late, then the celebrations go until early morning, and you've got a flight to catch in two hours because you've got another game in less than uh, 24 or 36 hours. Yes, yeah. But nobody complains about too much cricket there, do they? No. So why Uh, the uh, disparity? With regard to too much cricket, I was uh, reading G.R. Vishwanath's autobiography when I went to India. I mean... uh, well, I mean, during those time, 1970s, this is, right? They were mm-hmm. playing, if they visited England, they would play at least 8 to 12 first-class matches on top of the three, four test matches that they would yes. play. Yes, yeah. Uh, so, some of the first-class matches were after the test series. So yeah. <laughs> they, yeah, no. they carried on playing. Sure. And, and when they were not playing international cricket, they would play for Raji Trophy for their home state. So yeah. they were playing cricket all the time as well. Correct. And likewise, it was the same thing for English players. So whenever they had visiting teams coming in, these guys would play the test matches. Then they would nip in to play the county games in between the test matches or the domestic ODI uh, championships during the weekend and then come back for national duty again. Yes. And you know what I find more interesting? That despite that amount of cricket, players, especially bowlers, had far fewer injuries then compared to what they have now. Yes, that's true. So it does make me wonder whether it is the training methods, the techniques. Are we focusing on you know the wrong exercises and fitness yeah. regimes for these players? Yes. Well, who knows? <laughs> yeah. Well, they got a lot of backroom staff now. I don't know what they are doing these days. <laughs> oh, they just sit in the background on there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't remember. I think it was. Either Botham or Bob Willis, who made a comment about that. So either of those two, or was it a West Indian player? I can't remember, but I'm fairly certain it was a bowler who made that comment a few years ago that, you know, we played much more cricket than the current bunch of players, but we very rarely had these stress fractures and this and that. And, you know, and when they did have, they still played. You know, they didn't just... Take it easy and sit out. They played. Yes, yeah. In fact, Gordon Greenwich once said that he he carried injuries into almost every match because he was yeah. scared to sit out because they would leave him permanently. So yeah. he wanted to play. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, it was the same thing with uh, Dean Jones in that Chennai test as well. Yes. <laughs> so now it's uh, it's interesting, isn't it? Like yes. money, money dictates everything, and now that there is a far I won't say easier, but a more time-effective or time-efficient method for players to earn similar amount of money, but, you know, with very little effort and a shorter space of time. I think that's where they're prioritizing it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, Warner skipping Big Bash and going to the T20 League in Emirates is, you know, another sign of the way cricket's heading, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) And, And I don't begrudge players taking that decision because, you know, they've got families um, to support. They've got their livelihoods to look after. And, yes. you know, a sportsman's average 
uh, what shall we say, earning span is what, 10, yeah. 15 years if you're really good. Yeah. Yeah. And most sports people don't last 15 years. No. Uh, if you're not right at that elite level, like say Warner or Kohli or Rahul or you know Rohit and uh, Stokes, yeah. you don't get that much money. Where no. you know you earn for five years and you can spend the rest of your life on those earnings. M- most people, you know, will barely uh, make enough money to sort of see them maybe for a year, a couple of years, support their family, pay off their mortgage, yes. things like that. Um, there's this guy on Twitter. I don't know what his name is, but his handle is Broken Dreams Cricket Blog. Right. Okay. And uh, he recently compiled a list of what different boards pay their players, not right. just the top players, but even mm-hmm. entry-level contracted players. And yeah. what the breakdown is for test matches versus one days versus T20s. Yeah. So, you know, I'm, I'm hoping to get in touch with him someday, yeah. inviting him on and find out. So he, he's basically based in the States. Yeah. And uh, he does most of his work from there. Yeah. But from what I gather, I mean, the players don't get paid that much. I mean, nothing compared to what the boards make, really. So, but, but I mean, I don't, as you say, I don't begrudge the players making money. I mean, yeah. we, we do locums as well. That's mainly for money, isn't it? So, Correct. Why not exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, if your employer paid yeah. you money <laughs> that was equivalent or proportionate to your skill, your talent, and the amount of hours you do, then you wouldn't have to sort of sell yourself as a day laborer. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. Yeah, And, you know, Warner and these people doing this is nothing new again. I mean, you had West Indian English players ditching their contracts or their uh, home boards for the Packers series or even for the Rebel Tours to South Africa. So it's not new. No, no. And and this thing will just keep going on. And both uh, ICC and all the... Cricket boards know that ODI is definitely bringing more revenue to them than T20. So they're not going to scrap it altogether. No, but it's just that they need to smarten up not yeah. only how to use the format, but importantly, how to market it and making but, it contextual. I mean, how yeah, many that's... meaningless triangular series were held in Sharjah? But we still watched them. Yes, we did. Because there was a trophy waiting at the end of that series, wasn't there? Yes. Although I must say the Australian Tri Series was quite well organized at the Absolutely. time. Absolutely, uh, quite looking for. I used to look forward to that <laughs> the Australian yeah. Tri Series. Well, so. Not just the Australian Tri Series, but England used yeah. to host a Tri Series during their summer as well. The Texaco yeah. Trophy. Different sponsors over the years, but uh, mm. you get you get an idea of what I'm talking about. And it yes, will always yes. be organized in a way where one team finishes their tests first and then heads up into the uh, one day uh, tournament. Yeah. The yeah. other visiting team starts with the one-day tournament and finishes with tests. So that way, you know, there's that little overlap. Talking about multi-nation tournaments, there's the Asia Cup coming up. Shortly. Yeah. So, I mean, the yeah, at one time I understood the significance of Asia Cup because Asia was becoming a... It was uh, neglected, wasn't big, it? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. But and is there a it's place a big market. for it? No. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. A... Because where else does India get to play Pakistan? Mm-hmm. That's why. That's fun. Because you know you can't always guarantee a World Cup fixture between the two. No. Yeah. Whereas Asia Cup, you know that they're likely to be meeting each other at some stage. Yes. And it's a big draw card. Besides, 
you know, as I mentioned earlier, if the seniors want to skip these sort of trophies, I'm absolutely fine with that because there are yes. plenty of youngsters who are willing to make their mark and who haven't yeah. reached that stage yet where they can command the big bucks. Yeah. They would want to cement something. And, you know, not every player plays just for the money. You know, there's always the issue of glory. So that, that's what a sports person lives yeah. for, isn't it? Yeah. To make their mark win something for their country for their team and yeah. yeah and then there's the individual glory aspect in cricket too yeah it's really good for besides, exactly besides teams like afghanistan and stuff like that. yes that's what i was saying yeah. so it's not just yeah. afghanistan but think of yeah. nepal you know what, what that could do for cricket's profile i mean nepal is cricket mad now football probably still remains the top sport but yes. they have taken to cricket like i don't know, fish to water mm-hmm. you know yeast to pizza or something yeah <laughs> and um you know it would help them amongst the other look i, I hate to use the word associate but uh, uae is doing fairly consistently well both men's and women's side uh, especially are. within that bracket that they are at look at asia as a market how many mm-hmm. now we'll just talk about how many test playing teams are in asia Pakistan, well, let's start with Afghanistan. So Afghanistan, Pakistan, India, uh, Sri Lanka, Bangladesh. Bangladesh, five. That's five, right? Yes. Then you add Nepal, UAE into the mix. That's seven, right? Seven. Then you look at the Pacific side of Asia. Philippines, Thailand, Japan. Yeah. That's Singapore. Singapore, Hong Kong, 12. Asia yes. Cup has the possibility of becoming a bigger tournament than the World Cup. So, and the market is there, the population is there, the spectators are there. Yeah. There's no reason why all these Asian nations can bunch up together and yeah. start doing something along similar lines. Yeah. You know, even if they didn't want to go down the ODI route, they could still use T20s as T20s. the platform. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Right. And you never know, you know, you have one off day in a T20 game and uh, somebody like Singapore could beat India. Yeah. Anyone can beat Pakistan. Yeah, especially yeah. if they play Tim David, who knows? <laughs> yeah, that's true. I mean, in, in the recent Challenger series, uh, Singapore didn't have his services because he was playing for uh, England. Well, not for England, but within England. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, but if he was there, you never know. Singapore could have been amongst the top two, top three finishers. Although he does have a chance to play for Australia as well, isn't it, Tim Davis? Yes, he so. does. Yeah, yeah. But mm. look, I, I, I don't think Singapore cricket should be defined by what, whether or not they have Tim David in their ranks. But yeah. you know, it's a feel-good story that somebody, you know, whose affiliation is to a very smaller cricketing nation, uh, mm. is such a phenomenally good player. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, Mumbai Indians will be kicking themselves for not having given him as many chances as they should have. Yeah, I'm sure there is. <laughs> he will be in the first eleven. Yeah. Then the next, next in the next. Yeah, know, he probably needs to be. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's a big hitter. He plays pace very well. He hits yeah. the ball long, mm-hmm. and you know he's not faced by fast bowling. So why not? No. So look, I think yeah, there's plenty that can be done it's just a question of people doing it right i mean if any format is redundant it's probably the 100 and the new 60 or the t10 format as well yeah true oh t10 is rubbish i think (laughs) and the 100 yeah (laughs) 
100 at least lasts for 100 deliveries, so two yeah. almost three overs short of 20 overs. But yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, this is just the second year. Now, you're in England. You tell me this because I don't get an idea of the hype of the t- uh, 100 in Australia. Uh, I haven't been watching much of the 100, to be fair. But I, I, know, I mean, a lot of people have pulled out of the... 100 this time, isn't it? Even Stokes and Barstow are not playing the 100. No, they're not playing. Uh, they, yeah. they want to focus more on test cricket. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, and especially they've got a big assignment coming up against South Africa. I don't know. I have I, I, no. not been drawn into the 100 at no. all, to be honest. So. Um, my gut feeling last year was that the reason the 100 was so successful last year was because a, it was franchise-based. You know, you were outside your traditional county affiliations, yeah. you know, watching somebody like Leicester play Worcestershire, you know, yeah. on a peak Friday afternoon or something like that. And yeah. there's nothing wrong with Leicester and Worcester, but come on, the quality yeah. of cricket is not going to be the same. Say, mm-hmm. for example, when you have, uh, who is it, like the London guys playing Birmingham Phoenix. Mm-hmm. Because you have that talent that's concentrated into fewer teams. So you have the absolute best players playing for each team in mm-hmm. a, a particular uh, tournament. And yeah. the other aspect was that because there was the women's uh, tournament uh, at the same that, time as well. I think that was the big thing, actually. Yes, and that brought tournament. families yeah. and children yes. to the stadium. So this was the same thing that I saw with the Big Bash when yeah. they started having the women's big bash during the same time or the same days as the men's big bash matches. And, you know, families yeah. just went to the grounds because the ticket, uh, I think a regular ticket was about 40 to 60 Australian dollars. Right. And you get to watch two matches. And that just mm-hmm. brought families in droves. So somewhere yeah. these guys also have to look at pricing. I mean, uh, yesterday's T20 match between West Indies and uh, India in Florida Florida. The ticket started at something like 140 US dollars for a game. 140 wow. US dollars. I know. <laughs> yeah, so that is not going to bring your average Joe American who doesn't know no. much about cricket, but it's like of interest to say, hey, let me go find out what's going on here. Because you'll just get diehard Indian fans who are stuck in the States, can't get to watch any cricket, and now they've yeah. got a chance to see the likes of uh, Rishabh Pant and uh, Rohit Sharma and uh, Bumrah and Bhuvneshwar Kumar and... Surya Kumar Yadav and uh, Rovman Powell and Nicholas Puran and all these guys in action. Yeah. So they're just basically I, milking the expats. I know. I mean, I, I don't understand why they're playing in Florida, to be honest. I mean, in this series between India and West Indies, I mean, a lot of West Indies uh, <laughs> grounds have not... The places like Guyana, they've not had matches for ages, so why not have a match there or somewhere like that? What, yeah, why? yeah. I, I just don't understand this whole... <laughs> Uh, which I would say fascination with quoting the uh, American people. Because at the end of the day, the guys who turn up for the games are basically people of Indian and Caribbean descent. That's right, yeah. <laughs> so you're not bringing in new American viewers, no, at no. least not with those kind of prices. Yeah, absolutely. Because, you know, an average American would think, hey, do I need to pay $140 for a ticket or pay for a month's supply of insulin? Yeah, <laughs> Yeah, strange. I, and, I, I don't get it at all. <laughs> and, you know, just because, uh, what else can we do now to get more people in? They decided, oh, well, look, let's do this 60-60 thing. <laughs> What's it called? Is it called 60-60? 60-60, yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's some really weird rules. You know, that reminded me of uh, 
uh, I think it was Martin Crowe's uh, cricket series, wasn't it? Right. He he came up with a format, didn't he? Uh, which one is that? Was it Max Cricket Max? Right. Yeah, remember right. that was sometime like mid nineties. I think about ninety six or something like that. Oh yeah. And there were right. there were yeah there were ten eight ball overs and then you know dead straight behind the yeah. bowler. I think it was called as a max zone or something. So yeah, if you hit yeah, a boundary so. or a six within that zone, you basically accrued twice the runs. Yes. Yeah. Yes, so I remember the, that. Yeah, so the sixty sixty somehow you know reminds me of that sort of format where you sort of tinker with the rules a little bit and you come up with a few new ones. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it just feels like, oh, look, we've got a new product on our hands. Uh, um, <laughs> I think Chris Srikant also uh, had a format, I think, Cricket with a K. I mean, why not? I mean, yeah, you can bring in new rules. I'm not against bringing new rules. But why don't you do that in the existing forms itself, isn't it? You yeah. can modify the T20. You can bring in new rules to the T20. Uh, doesn't need to be packaged into a new hundred or something like that. Exactly, but see that—that's yeah. where it is. It's all about the yeah. money because yeah. T20 had been there. England, the ECB was the one came up with T20, but then somebody yeah. else stole the financial thunder, and they yeah. thought, "Hey, we need a new product now." So they came up with the hundred because I think it was <laughs> mostly to do with we don't want to give the counties a share of this revenue. This is ECB's baby. Yeah, you know, just like the IPL became BCCI's baby. So yeah, I think I mean, it was mostly to do with that, to get the counties out of the loop. That That's yeah. why they came up with the 100. So it's yeah. nothing to do with the counties. We are the ones offering the franchises. You know, you deal with ECB directly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, they can just bring innovations into the yeah. existing formats. I mean, yeah. it's not not as if the rules haven't changed. I mean, the rules have no. been changing all the time. Even yeah. test cricket has changed so yeah. much over the years. And, you so. know, B, uh, ECB <laughs> could also have had franchise-based T20 League, which was their product. So, you know, yeah. the counties could have run the existing T20 Blast that is still yeah. there, yeah. Um, just as uh, India has the Sayyid Mushtaq Ali Trophy. Yeah, and, that's right. Uh, yeah, so, you know, IPL and SMAT sit side by side. Tamil Nadu has yeah. its own Premier League. Karnataka has they its do, own they Premier do. League. Karnataka has got yeah. it starting yeah. today. Has its own, yeah. Yes, Maharashtra <laughs> has its own T20 League. Uh, yeah. So Queensland has its own T20 League. Brisbane has its own one. The yeah. other state sides play their own T20s. And uh, yet there is the Big Bash that sits uh, alongside it. <laughs> so, you know, I, I just don't think there was any particular no. need for the 100 to come into existence. No, and so far, there haven't been that many people who have taken up that format no. as a, a launch vehicle for a new tournament. Um, no. I know in Brisbane, there is one called The Century, which runs along similar lines. And right. uh, Ian Healy is a stakeholder. I think he owns a team in that as well. Right. Yeah, but it's a very local sort of thing. It's not even made it to state level. It's definitely, no. you know, n not got that uh, list A status or anything yeah. like that. Yeah. But yeah, it's just a local thing. So mm. maybe there might be small local leagues who might take that up again because A, it's short. You know, you get it done quickly with, you know, everybody bowls five balls. You don't get too tired and, you know, you can bowl 10 at a trot if need yeah. be. 
Um, but I, I don't see it taking off at international level or, you know, other major franchise level games. No, I don't Because, so. you know, the T10 was UAE's main league, if you recall. Yes, they were. And, and now they have changed it to a T20 league and got in yeah. big sponsors, big franchise owners. Well, all of them yeah. are Indian. Same with South Africa, isn't it? All of them are Indian. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and don't forget that some of the uh, Caribbean-based franchises are now also co-owned or wholly owned yeah. by uh, Indian uh, or the IPL owners. Yes. Yeah. Now, you remember before, um, well, obviously before Shane Warne passed away, but he had proposed this little idea that maybe, you know, one franchise should have... Uh, like twinned teams in other countries. So just yeah. as you have Rajasthan Royals and you mm -hmm. have uh, Barbados Royals, you also have the Hampshire Royals. Yeah. Right? And yeah. Uh, the guy who owns Royals, he had come on Jared Kimber's podcast once and he was talking about their business plan. So that is what they want to do. I wouldn't be surprised if a lot of these people also start owning franchises in Major League Cricket in the US. Yeah. And then what we'll see is players contracted to one particular franchise chain as such. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, they'll probably just play from one league to the other league for that particular owner. And because, you know, unlike football, where uh, cricket leagues go on for a good six, eight months, cricket leagues just go on for two to three months, most. That's so right, it's easier yeah. for them to skip from one league to another to another. Okay. Yeah, as long can, as they yeah. stay within the same franchise family, I suppose. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And this is still very early stages. You know, cricket is just finding out how much money there is in franchise and leagues. And T20 is the perfect vehicle to push it through. Yeah. I, I suppose in five, six years, we'll see another major change in governance of these leagues and the structure that will come with it. And then I think, you know, there will be some teams who actually want to retain those players. So in addition to giving them hefty pay packets, they might mm -hmm. look at uh, providing options for rehabilitation, injury management, personal trainers, you know, one-to-one -one coaching, things like that as well. Yeah. I mean, th More that is where I would, yeah, th that is where I would like to see things go. So that's so, where, you know, even fan loyalty is retained to a, a particular franchise or a team, to be honest. Yeah. That's right. Anyway, coming back to good old test cricket, what, what do you think of baseball succeeding in England, South Africa? Series? Well, I, I had a chat with uh, James <laughs> a couple of days ago, and uh, you know, we were talking about the same thing. Yeah. That what baseball giveth, baseball also taketh away. Yeah. So even though England has won those test matches against New Zealand and India on the back of aggressive batting and yeah. um, you know, sort of, because like, all of those four games, England won fourth innings chases and 275, 295, 299, 378. You know, there's a limit as to how much you can probably sustain that. Mm -hmm. Now, one theory that a lot of people have put forward is that the Dukes ball this year is different. It gets soft very quickly, which is why, yes. you know, English bowlers didn't skittle out <laughs> opposition uh, as quickly as they would normally would have in English conditions. Exactly. Um, but my argument is, well, the same ball was available to the opposition as well. And, mm. you know, if England can play that attackingly, what yeah. stopped New Zealand and India from doing it? Yeah. yeah. I mean, the number of times the balls were changed this time, it was ridiculous, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. 
uh, and yeah and, and, and contrastingly more, it's the white ball that's swinging more than the red ball which yeah. is not very common yeah and it was also all the middle order batsmen that got most of the runs in every match isn't it yeah. from both sides yeah it's not the openers yeah, yeah it was the middle no. order so once that ball got yeah. soft after the first 15 odd yeah that was yeah. it it was just like easy pickings and Besto yeah. was smack bang in the middle of it batting at number yeah. 5 yes so you know, look, well done to Besto. I mean, I, I'm happy for him because he has been, you know, just yeah, messed around absolutely. by the English yeah. board and shafted up and down the order. You got to yeah. open. You got to keep wickets. No, you're batting lower down. You know, you can't keep yeah. because Joss is there and this and that. And yeah, yeah it's just been a mess. Um, yeah. Coming up to the South Africa series, I think South Africa has a more varied bowling unit, and mm -hmm. they definitely have a better spinner in Hammer than New Zealand did. They do, they do. India, yeah. I think, missed a trick by not including Ashwin in their they test did. playing 11. Uh, look, yeah. Jareja is good on spinning tracks, but Jareja yeah. is a better T20 and ODI bowler than test match bowler. And yeah. with England having a fair few left-handers, Ashwin should have been in that squad. Yes, definitely. Um, South Africa's batting, on the other hand, it can go either way. But Dean Elgar is very shrewd, he's battle-hardy, he knows how to yeah. play mind games as well. Yeah, and he's played well in the county as well, so yeah. he's quite good yeah. in English now, conditions. So. Outside of Rabada Ingidi, I think it depends to see it, it remains to see whether Nokia is fit for the test matches. Yeah. But I suspect it'll be Marco Jansen who will be South mm. Africa's main weapon in the test matches. Yeah, yeah. You know, there's just that, something yeah. something about his bowling style, his height, the angles that he uses. Yeah. You know, th that guy is going to be an absolutely terrific bowler for South Africa for years to come. That, that, yeah. That's the impression I get. Yes. Yeah, I think uh, South Africa have a good bowling side, isn't it? With Rabada, Mark Wilson, yeah. Hama, yeah. probably yeah. Maharaj. Um, yeah. I don't think so, they'll play yeah. two spinners, though. Probably not. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, first Test match is at Lords. I think South Africa will win that one. Second mm. one is in Manchester, which will get rained. Yeah. Uh, third one is at the Oval, which I suppose England will win because you know Oli Pope will play and he'll probably score three hundred runs. Yeah. Well, I got tickets for the Manchester for the fourth day <laughs> if Ooh. it does not rain. So let's see. <laughs> yeah, because you you know the match in Manchester will go last all five days. You know that much. Yeah. You just don't yeah, know which right. day will get washed off. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I cannot recall a single game at Manchester in the last twenty years that. Yeah, went the full five days without a single day being rained out, or even half a day being rained out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it always rains. Always yeah. rains in Manchester. Yeah. Well, and I don't think basketball will succeed in all conditions as well, will it really? So no, it won't. Uh, it won't. But uh, I think the important thing is the attitude. You know, yes. like uh, two years ago, England chasing. Forget two years ago, just last year when India were visiting England and even when New Zealand were there, England had similar opportunities where they had to make 270 in about three or four sessions. They could have yes. easily chased that, hmm. but they got all out in two sessions twice. That it. So, yeah. you know, if your boss tells you, Sandeep, go ahead, do whatever you want, yeah. you've got my absolute faith and confidence in you. I will back you up, even if things go yeah. wrong. You, you will go yeah. and do whatever you want to do. And I think that's what these guys have done. Besides, it's not just the coach this time, but I think even the captain shares that approach. Yeah. And I think that's what's made a big difference uh, to these guys. But, you know, it's 
it hasn't been because they have made the technical changes or the mental uh, adjustments for survival that has uh, put them in those winning positions. Because if you look at the ODI and the T20s, I think apart from two games, England have been all out in every single match. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. which is absolutely criminal in limited overs. If you're not batting your full overs, yeah, you're basically, you know, lost half yeah. the battle there. Yeah, especially in T20, you don't yeah. get all of T20. Yeah, you only have to bat 20 overs, and if you can't do that, then. <laughs> 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 uh, you know, if you can't bat T20 in an international yeah. side, I think you yeah. better play some university sides. <laughs> yeah, okay. I mean, fourth. I mean, the four, one of the very important fourth innings uh, played recently was almost totally missed. Abdullah Shafiq played a magnificent. Yeah, that was uh, proper test. Yeah, that, that was yeah, traditional was... traditional test quality. Uh, yeah. innings wasn't it that's right it was quite a old school uh, very cricket. very old school and, yeah uh, you know, and a fifth day pitch which was very yeah. sluggish and very unpredictable yeah. had a lot of turn uh, I think Amit, is, yeah, Amit, is not possible <laughs> nah, just not possible over there just <laughs> no. not possible so it was classic test batting especially in very testing conditions for a batsman so Mm. Yeah, uh, yeah. It was big, it was great knock. I mean, Abdullah Shafiq, I think, has got a good. He has started his. He has started off very well. Let's see if he has. progresses. Yeah, yeah, he has. Uh, yeah. Pakistan then have a few other good players too in their ranks. They do. The problem yeah. with Pakistan is again, it's just that unpredictability, isn't it? I know. Yeah. I mean, you just <laughs> we, don't know what Pakistan will do on exactly. any given day. Yeah. You just they don't lost know. this. After say, after such a uh, winning that match, they lost yeah. the next one. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's just Pakistan. It's just a very yeah. Pakistan thing to do, and I hate to say this, but that yeah. is true. I mean, uh, pretty much from ninety one, ninety two until ninety six, yeah. ninety seven, Pakistan yeah. were one of the top two teams in international cricket at that time. Not just Tests, but I think ODIs as well. Yes. And they haven't just been able to recapture those glory days since. No, no. <laughs> but it's funny, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, like it Pakistan is, and yeah. West Indies. Two teams, yeah, I, I can never, I mean, I would never bet anything on these two. No, absolutely not. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. just so look West at West Indies. Indies. I mean, when you thought India were dominating them in every game, they suddenly yeah. turned up in that second E20 and just yeah. basically pulverized India. Yeah. And then they lost the third and fourth. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah. So they are coming to Australia this uh, summer. I know. Well, yeah, I'm looking well, forward to that. So. Yeah. yeah. I, don't, I don't think they will do that well in the tests. But then again, with people like Brathwaite and a mm. couple of other players, you know, trying to hold the batting together. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I still don't think they'll win, but it would be nice to see them in action. Yeah, I would like to see the bowling. How Kamar Roach and uh, yeah, uh, Alzari Joseph, uh, yeah. Jaden Seals. I mean, they're Jayden quite Seals, good bowlers. Yeah. So. yeah, I wonder what happened to Shannon Gabriel because he would have been pretty handy. Yeah, as well. absolutely. Uh, I mean, they bowl well with the Duke's ball. Uh, it would mm-hmm. be interesting how they fare in the Cook Cup ball in Australia. So yeah, uh, yeah, see. no, it remains to be seen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It will be fascinating. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I can't see the batsmen surviving uh, Hazelwood, Stark, and uh, Cummins, to be honest. So. <laughs> nah, not at all. Not at all. 
<laughs> so, <laughs> no, but it's good. T uh, Twenty World Cup in Australia this year as well. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I have got mm-hmm. tickets for, I think, four matches in Perth. Yeah, I think one of the games is India-South Africa, and Pakistan yeah. is playing one of the qualifiers on the same day. Right. Uh, the other match, I think, is Australia versus someone, and I think there's an England-Afghanistan game in right. Perth. Um, right. I think so. Yeah, something like that. So I've got tickets for four games. Yeah, yeah it's definitely England-Afghanistan. Uh, yeah. Uh, look, if I get lucky, I might actually be in Japan a week before that, uh, right. watching the uh, Asia Pacific sub regional qualifiers. Um, so Japan's right. competing against South Korea and Indonesia. And I think yes. on current form and general levels of development and skill, uh, Japan yes. looks likely to qualify through that. Oh, very nice. Yeah, but I'm just waiting for those guys to open up. Uh, vis- visas for tourists. Yeah. Yeah, because <laughs> at the moment they're not allowing individual tourists. Ah, right. mm. Okay. So that would be something yeah. nice to watch, you know, where the associate level game is. Yeah. Because, you know, you hear about the European countries and Italy, Guernsey, Denmark, mm. the, these guys are making really rapid strides in yeah. how good their teams are. Uh, yeah. Like I said earlier, UAE is absolute like one of the bosses amongst mm-hmm. that. Ooh, so is Oman. And that that's another country we forgot in the Asian League, Oman. Yes, yes, Oman, yeah. Yeah. Then mm-hmm. then you've got Singapore, you've got PNG, yeah. uh, you've got USA absolutely actually punching above their weight a little bit too. Yeah. Uh, then you've got Scotland in the mix, although yeah. Scotland's not effectively an associate anymore. They've got 40 no. uh, ODI status. Austria did something remarkable recently. They did. They, was, yeah. they actually qualified from that uh, uh, regional qualifier. So they joined oh, Italy yeah. and one. Denmark. Yeah. So yes. a lot of people were almost confident that it would be Italy, Denmark, and Guernsey that would qualify through. But yeah. Austria snuck in, which I think is good for the state of the game in Europe. And I think once yeah, again... True. We might have to rely on these European officials to sort of temper, mm. you know, these big boards and yeah. demand more clarity, transparency, uh, revenue distribution, things like that. Yeah. But looking at the teams, it's mostly people from subcontinent origin, isn't it? Uh, That's true. These, yeah. Uh, which is fine. I mean, I, it's <laughs> remarkable how they find See, the time. If, if, I mean, if must... they are citizens of a particular yeah. country... Yeah. Why should they be prevented from playing for that country? No, um, that, that, look, look at England. How many yeah. people have England had in their national teams that were born overseas or yeah, you know, That's like true. even That's migrated true. during adulthood? Yeah. Now, the, uh, my point was, I mean, uh, I mean, these people, I mean, I'm sure they've got other employment. I don't think yeah. it's the main source of employment. No, no, but, it's not. No, yeah, cricket I is mean, a passion for them. Yeah, so yeah. I think it's a good sign that they are basically finding the time not just to work, but manage exactly. their family uh, time yeah. as well and play uh, cricket. That's right. And they usually play on the yeah. weekends, isn't it? Saturday yeah, yeah. Sunday, they come yeah. and... Yeah, yeah. Very, so very, a few of these teams yeah. who are actually building their team from scratch yeah. uh, amongst the native population, you've got Brazil, Thailand, yeah. Indonesia, yeah. Malaysia, yeah. Japan. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. But, you know, cricket's definitely growing. And I think in the last mm. two, three years, it has grown a lot more. Yeah. Mm. Plus with uh, improved coverage via social media, YouTube yeah. streaming. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's got many more people interested in the sport. People are trying their hand at the yeah. sport. If they like it, they'll probably continue to play. It's yeah. just a matter of funding. These people need funding. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think ICC did one good thing in uh, giving international recognition to all these T20 leagues. Exactly. And I I actually foresee that, you know, in a few years' time, T20 World Cup will be like the football World Cup, where we might have 32 teams participating, and it'll just be four groups of four teams each, and Mm -hmm. people just progress through knockouts after that. Yeah, exactly. That's how it should be, really. Yeah. Four teams, I mean. It's World Cup at the end of the day, and exactly. you more knockouts. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, and you can play two games, three games in a single day, three on a weekend, yeah. two on weekdays, and just be yeah. done with it in about three weeks. Yeah. Time. Yeah. And that, I think, holds the interest of the spectators. It makes the mm. matches more intense because you have to win every game to proceed. Yes. Can't afford uh, mishaps. So, you know, your selection no. has to be spot on. Your tactics have to be spot on. Yeah. Things like that. Although when they did that in the one day one day World Cup in two thousand and seven, seven and India and Pakistan got eliminated, and they were not very happy with that. Yeah, so. <laughs> but look, that's that's India's and Pakistan's problem, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. So you know, when somebody like West Indies has to qualify, do they, yeah. you know, shed similar tears that oh, West Indies yeah. qualify? You know, let's make sure that I we. Know. Make them automatic selections. No, West Indies yeah, were told, hey, go through the qualifier process and come back. Yeah, exactly. If so, you're not good enough to qualify, then yeah. <laughs> don't. Yeah. Same rule should apply to England, Australia, Pakistan, yeah, India, Bangladesh, whoever plays. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, yeah. <laughs> I mean, Denmark, not Denmark, Netherlands has beaten England twice in T20 yeah. World Cups. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right? And yeah. that's full credit to Netherlands for doing that. Yeah. Yeah, just like in football. I mean, just because Brazil and Germany have won so many World Cups, they still have to play the qualifiers. It's not yeah. like they get a straight entry. So. No, they shouldn't. <laughs> so, and, you know, there'll always be, uh, you know, fluxes in a team's fortunes and yeah. form and depending yeah. on what pool of players they have. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, Brazil was once unbeatable in football, but it's not yeah. the case now. West Indies no. and Australia were unbeatable in cricket, but it's not the case yeah. now. No, you know, no, India absolutely. is a fairly strong side today, but maybe yeah. in five years' time, you know, once these people retire, India yeah. won't have that same clout. No. Who knows? Yeah, so exactly. I think it would behove well for BCCI not to get too arrogant and cocky just yet and try and yeah. support the growth of cricket overall yeah. so that, you know, there's still additional revenue streams for them. Exactly. Yeah. And, and they, I mean, the associate teams helped the BCCI at one time. Every <laughs> single ladies. time. Yeah, so yeah, the World every Cup came to time. India because of them. <laughs> yeah. So not just in 87, but even in 96 yeah. as well. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> let's see. Let's see yeah. how it all pans out. Yeah. But uh, I think India has got incredible bench strength. At this stage, I think India could field two teams. Easily. And both of them could be contenders for the last four. Yeah, absolutely. Easy. Yeah. It's it's incredible how much yeah. talent there is now within Indian cricket. Absolutely yeah. I amazing. Think, I, think, I think the reason for that, I think previously it used to be quite Bombay-centric, isn't it? The cricket Bombay. Well, it has been and, phases depending yeah. on 
yeah. who the chief selector has been, whether that's, that's right, yeah. is from the north yeah. zone or east zone or south zone. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and you see, it's it's, so, it's typical story, isn't it? Politics. That's right. Yeah. So the talent pool was quite shallow before, but yeah. now you, you get the, you widen yeah. the talent pool and you get better players. Absolutely, and yeah. I think especially since uh, you know players like Rena, Dhoni, yeah. uh, Praveen Kumar, Bhuvneshwar Kumar, these guys have come from smaller towns in India and made it big. Yes. I think it's yeah. given those people the hopes and the ambition to follow in yeah. their footsteps too. Whereas earlier it was just Delhi, Bangalore, uh, Bombay. Uh, Chennai, maybe Calcutta to a certain extent, and that was it. These were the main centers. If you're not from yeah. those representative sides, uh, tough luck. Yeah. No matter I mean, how good guy, you are. Yeah, a guy from like Natarajan who comes from a very small town in Tamil Nadu. Mm. I mean, yeah. <laughs> would he have had any prospects in the 80s? I don't think so. I mean, but Probably not. Is, no. Yeah, but because he has yeah. got that, that skill of bowling Yorkers, he gets to play a few matches the IPL. So good for him. Yeah. I mean, uh, what's the general consensus that uh, who who was the bowler from? I think was it UP or Delhi? Rajendra Goel. Rajendra Goel, yes. Yeah. So what the way was he from? Um, Haryana, I think. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Probably. So if instead of Haryana, if he was from Delhi, he yeah. probably would have made his Test debut longer. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, but just because he was from Haryana, he always yeah. got sidelined. Yeah. And many Indian cricket followers, um, you know, for previous generation and players as well, say the same thing that Rajendra Goel was probably the best spinner India produced, who never That's got right, the greatest yeah. match. Yeah, he had a great, uh, one, uh, great first-class record. He got mm. more than six hundred wickets or something, yeah. so, but never played a test. No. Mm. <laughs> So, you know, these things happen. I'm glad that BCCI is doing a lot of good things. Recently, they announced an increment to the players' remuneration, both for Ranji Trophy, mm. uh, the SMAT. I think uh, the Dulip Trophy they've brought back again. Yeah. They have changed the structure of the Ranji Trophy a little bit. And I yes. think they also increased the pension for former contracted players as well. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So Srinivasan started that when he was in power and, you know, for all the right. complaints against Srinivasan, there were certain yeah. things he started that were really good things and they have continued mm. that. And I'm happy to see that they're still supporting uh, retired players and uh, first class players in India. Yeah, that's good. Mm. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, well. Mm. Right. So. What what's uh, coming up soon that we need to keep an eye out is obviously the England South Africa series. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, who else is coming in? I think uh, West Indies India is ongoing. We are not playing tests against over. them. No. It, it, who's India hosting this year at home? Uh, uh, that that will be after the Asia Cup wanted so. Probably, yeah, because it normally will yeah. be around October, November, December, but yeah. October, November will be taken up by the T20 World Cup. Yeah, South Africa is touring India, but that's only for ODIs and T20s. That is in late September, uh, yeah. October. And then, uh, what? I don't know. There is nothing. There is India is touring mm. New Zealand for... Uh, this is a meaningless series, isn't it? Uh, this is after the World Cup. Yeah. Uh, after the T20 World Cup, India is going to 
New Zealand to play three ODIs and three T20. I mean, what, what a meaningless series that would be. <laughs> well, so I don't, yeah. Yeah, don't know. Um, <laughs> so October definitely is T20 World Cup season, so it'll be there. That's right. Then, yeah, then there is, I think, New Zealand's visiting... Oh, India is visiting New Zealand. India is visiting New Zealand. That's, yeah, but yeah. I'm not sure. I don't think we South are playing of... any test matches, though. No, 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 no. That doesn't seem to be. No. So, so far, I, I just checked uh, India's cricketing calendar, and there's yeah. nothing after the T20 World Cup. There is nothing, yeah. Mm. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe BCCI might decide later on. Yeah, yeah. Anyway. South Africa is touring Australia later this year, isn't it? In yes. December. Yeah, so yeah it should that, be good. That should be a good one, yeah. Um, right. So I think we might sort of bring this to a close. And yeah. because India will play Australia for the gold medal at the Commonwealth Games, we wish both teams yeah. well. Yes. Uh, you know, may the better team win, which yes. I think on paper looks like Australia. But yeah. there's just something. There's just something that tells me India might take it this time. Because hmm. for there is a chance. yeah, there is for a chance. about yeah. two, three World Cups, two yeah. World Cups, the T Twenty one in Australia and the One Day World Cup in England, India made it to the finals only to lose in very you know spectacular fashion. That's right. I think the, I think the ladies might be out to prove a point today. Mm. Yeah, but by the time this podcast goes to air, the match would have been done and dusted, and yeah. we would have known who the winner is. Yeah. So I'll make a bold prediction and say I think India will win. Right. Okay. What's your gut feeling saying? Uh, I, I will stick with Australia. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Let's see. Let's see who's yeah. right. I, I was I, I, I was right with the India England uh, semi final. Oh yeah. Yeah, and mm. I think it was a couple of days before the game. I said I think right. India will just edge this against England because they have a yeah. slightly better team composition. Mm. And yeah, that was what happened. So I was quite glad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Wonderful. Well, thanks for your uh, time, Sandeep. Thanks for joining no me. It's, yeah, yeah, it's been almost uh, like seventy minutes now that we have been talking. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, time just flies by when you talk cricket. It goes- <laughs> yeah. I, I don't think I can talk about anything else as much no, as we could. Neither can I. <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, this okay. is good. Right, yeah. Well, you enjoy your weekend. Thank you once yes. again. Now, okay, next so. month, I'm going to be away, so we'll probably catch up in September. Okay, that's fine. You're going to yeah. Dubai, did you say? Uh, yes. Yeah, all right. Have a nice day. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think I'll get to see any cricket over there, but I'll no. try my best to see what's yeah. going on. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Take okay. care. Okay. Take care. Yeah. Bye. 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 So, for those who have been keeping an eye out on the cricket in the Commonwealth Games, you would have realized by now that Australia won the gold medal and India won the silver medal. New Zealand uh, won the bronze and England, sadly, uh, were left without any rewards to show for their efforts and the hard work. Thank you for being patient with us through this episode and I apologize for the hiss throughout. Um, I think it was an issue with Sandeep's mic, so I'm going to blame him for that. I hope that he corrects it next time around and we have a much better, smoother audio quality. I hope that you have found this episode entertaining, even though we did ramble on a little bit towards the end. Now, for those of you who want to get in touch with us, you can find us on 
our Twitter handle, which is at cricketing underscore C-O-N-V. That's cricketing underscore C-O-N-V, where you can cuss at us and direct your criticisms. However, if you do like what we talk about and what we do on this podcast, please subscribe on your usual podcast platforms, whether it is Apple, Android, um, you know, Listener or any other platform. And please tell a few mates of yours about us too. Recommendations for future content are always welcome. So please do not forget to share your views with us on Twitter. As usual, a big thanks to Numan and Omangi for their artwork. And as I'm going away for a while, the Cricket Slouch will be back in the second half of September. And we are hoping to bring you some really good content back then with uh, more incisive and insightful views on certain aspects of the game. Farewell until then. Stay safe and take care, everybody.